Thank you for making time to speak to us. So just to ensure that we are able to get clarity on this particular concern. Uh, it's not the first time that institutions like yours have uh, been accused of some sense of racism, but this one does appear to be quite peculiar. I'm also aware that we're asking you about uh, controls and systems of an employee who uh, was in the employee of the business when you were not CEO at the time. So I am aware that these might be significant changes. But help us understand... Is there any truth to the accusations of racial discrimination and that having an influence on our finances? Yeah, so quickly, I mean, I think I would like to put it on record categorically that um, one, the pricing determinations or how we arrive at pricing or approve customers does not take into account race, gender or age. And so, therefore, the variables that we look at are linked to the credit risk profile of the customer in question. They are linked to the, um, the vehicle that is being bought. And that is largely whether the vehicle is new, used, the mileage, mm-hmm. um, you know, the kind of deal structure that's being done, i.e., is there a balloon on the, on the vehicle? Are you putting a deposit? And so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, in reality, all that is kind of being looked into is what is the risk associated with a particular deal as a combination of the credit risk of the individual, which is a function of how they have managed their particular affairs, and if the deal were to go bad, what is the recoverability from the bank perspective? Mm -hmm. So the allegations that have been leveled against us are very unfortunate, considering the gravitas, as you actually alluded to, of, you know, the nature of this issue, and we take them very seriously. Um, the the alleged employee that is being referred to, we are unaware of. Mm. Um, and so we have not been privy to any facts um, that back any of these allegations. So no um, evidence, so, no name of the individual, and as a result, I guess, rendering it difficult for you to take any legal action against them? We have been given nothing, um, you know, for us to even be able to base the extent to which this individual ever worked for West Bank We've never been given any information as to which of these accounts are being referred to. So as we sit here, we equally were a recipient of, uh, you know, of the news through the media reports that came through. Um, and I think as we normally do, you know, I think we, we go back to our portfolios to understand the extent to which there could be an element um, of truth to any of this. And we've investigated into our portfolio and we've you know, um, gone back to reaffirm mm-hmm. that, um, you know, our systems, as they've been built, as they continue to operate, um, continue to consider those variables linked to um, credit risk, asset risk, without kind of being too technical, but nothing on race, mm-hmm. nothing on gender, and nothing nothing on age. And mm-hmm. so none of these things have been substantiated. So as far as we are concerned, um, all these allegations unsubstantiated and factually incorrect for that matter, the way that it even gets explained. But I won't even get into that detail, but factually incorrect. 100%. Uh, maybe controversial or unfair question, but do you believe that this might just be a smear campaign against the institution? So again, you know, I, I can't compare, you know, comment on whether it's smear or not, but what I can say is um, the individual in question is um, known to be quite active in leveling such allegations um, and to date has not been able to, at least in our case, been able to present any factual 
evidence to back any of these assertions up. Mm. So, you know, the basis that drives this type of behavior is unfortunate. Um, but as far as we are concerned, I think, you know, uh, as a custodian of our customers, what was primary for me was to make sure that there is no truth to these allegations. And, you know, we've gone back to go check. And again, there is nothing of substance that can level or back any of these allegations that have been leveled against us. 100%. I'm glad that you've given us that insight and perhaps we can go deeper into some of those facts and the positioning of the institution. We've previously spoken uh, in various interviews about the trends that we typically see in terms of financial behavior. And I can imagine yeah. that the last few years have been difficult for South Africans coming out of the pandemic, uh, now seeing high interest rates and all of this having an impact on affordability levels, especially when it comes to credit extensions for vehicles. Uh, I guess I'm putting you on the spot here, but could you characterize the 2023 uh, environment uh, and levels of credit extension, and maybe even some nuances and insight around our credit behavior as South Africans. Yeah, so look, I mean, I think the 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 first half will continue to almost be an extension of what the first half was, which is actually exceptionally tight, um, high inflation, um, high interest rates for for much longer than what we you know had initially anticipated. Uh-huh. Um, I think what if you of course then um, you know look at what vehicle price inflation, which is the price at which or the rate at which uh, you know the pricing of vehicle has gone up, yes. that I think will continue to outpace inflation. So of course making it a lot more difficult for sure. customers to be able to keep pace because you know the growth in real earnings isn't as high as what we are seeing in terms of the cost of living. Mm. So we do expect that the market will remain um, under pressure uh, into the first half. We are optimistic, though, however, that getting into the second half, um, you know, there should be some reprieve. We, um, you know, we're very much encouraged by the announcement today by uh, by the MPC to keep rates unchanged, which again, I think, mm. in, you know, in, in a way almost pronounces that there is some level of, of um, call it, confidence that things are coming together, albeit we are not out of the woods as yet. True. So the market will continue to be tough. Um, and I think you know, we will continue to almost see that uh, it will dig deep into our customers' pockets. Got you. And just in terms of that level of inflation and where some of the demand is coming from, are we still seeing a heightened appetite uh, for vehicle purchases in the pre-owned segment? In our book, yes, we are. Um, we are seeing that the price point uh, from a, from an inflation uh, vehicle price inflation perspective, is we see a lot more palatable increases in use than we are in new, and so customers are moving in that direction. Mm. However, I must add that we've also seen a lot of manufacturers, um, you know, putting money on the bonnet or rather adding a, 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 a discount to their vehicles, and I think that's all in the spirit of trying to you know, inject or induce activity in the market. So if you look, um, I think, you know, if you look around into the market, you'll hear a lot of specials where most of the manufacturers are starting to say, listen, we will offer you X amount if you purchase in, you know, in the next um, X period of time. So we think that's going to kind of keep playing um, to try and manage this, um, this, uh, this gap of uh, inflation between new and used. 100%. Mr. Msibi, always a pleasure speaking to you, sir. Thank you so much for giving us clarity into uh, uh, this initial story around concerns of uh, discrimination, which you've made very clear do not exist. And of course, just some insight into the expectations for the year ahead regarding vehicle financing. Looking forward to touching base with you again soon. If you missed it live, catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za.